Rediscovering Self is a podcast that addresses the daily ramblings of the mind and talks about what influences the way we think and how we can cope in an ever-changing world. This podcast is brought to you by Amrutam, an Ayurvedic lifestyle brand and wellness community. Hi everyone and welcome back to a brand new episode of Rediscovering Self with Amrutam. In our previous episode, we spoke about whether therapy is the right path for someone or not and even went a little deeper into understanding how one might decide if one needs therapy and what one should actually be aware of when it comes to therapy. I hope you guys listened to it because it was such a useful and such an insightful episode that I've recorded with Stuti and we're so excited to be taking this further with our second episode this week. Joining me on today's episode is Ria Gandhi and we are discussing something super interesting and very very important. Ria Gandhi is a psychodynamic and person-centered psychotherapist and chairperson of the Indian chapter of the International Attachment Network. She's a queer affirmative practitioner and visiting faculty at St. Xavier's College's postgraduate department of psychology. Ria, it is so nice to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining us on Rediscovering Self. Thank you. I'm very excited. This is my first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad it's with us. And uh, I'm really looking forward to discussing today's topic with you because I also feel like it is one that consciously, subconsciously, everyone in the world has probably thrown this word around casually. And there might just be something behind it that maybe, you know, you can help us unpack today. So uh, speaking even personally for myself, I know for a fact that there have been so many times when I've just said that, you know what, I have so much work to get done, but it's like, it just doesn't happen. You know, like one is just not able to get it done, like push through it and actually do the work required. So it ultimately boils down to procrastination. And the problem here is the statement for today. The thought is that I procrastinate a lot. So why does this happen? Is it laziness? Am I just incompetent? What's going on? Okay, I don't. It's not laziness. Let's put it that way. (laughs) The way that I often interpret procrastination is unconscious resistance. Um, And I don't think we're resisting the task itself, but perhaps the emotions that come with the task, right? So for example, um, if you don't want to if you have to study for an exam and you don't study for an exam, what you might be actually afraid of is the feelings of failure that might arise when you don't understand something or when this takes longer than you somewhere know it's going to take longer than you imagined, right? So we are actually trying to protect ourselves from these negative emotions, which is why we resist them unconsciously. So I don't know what you do to procrastinate. What is it that, I mean, people do different things. Right. People are productive in other ways. Like they will do, they will clean their room before they study, right? This is a very common one. Like before you have to do a big task, you clean your room or you, you know, make everything neat and stuff like that. And so there is a a displacement, like you feel you're being productive. So you don't necessarily feel like you're procrastinating, but somewhere inside, you know that you are. Yeah, this is one that has actually come up quite a bit. Like even when I talk to my friends, it's like, you know, sometimes we don't have the time to do a certain task. Like if my larger goal and me being any person, um, if my larger goal is to say publish a book, but instead of spending my days writing, I'm maybe like you said, cleaning my room or reading other books, you know, in the guise of research. And that has happened with me and my friends as like just people that I know of who 
tend to do this because the word procrastination gets thrown around a lot. You know, like I'm a serial procrastinator. I just can't get anything done. So while the larger picture is there, you know, that I do have a goal that I'm supposed to be working towards. It's like my mind and my actions are completely out of sync. Right? Like knowing it is there, but actions are just leading somewhere completely different. So you said it's not laziness, but when you say it's fear of the emotion itself, maybe like there is some level of um, disharmony that you would feel with it. Basically, I think a lot of people um, think that they can think their way into action. But actually, your action is, com- is very reliant on the emotional state that you're in. So you are more likely to um, behave in things that are harmonious with your feelings than harmonious with your thoughts. So if I'm going to use an example I use with a lot of my clients, which is if you see a car coming towards you, what, what is your instinct? What would you do? Jump out of the way. Yeah. Did you think about it? No. You just did it. You got a feeling and you acted on the feeling. Right? Mm. And I think what we need to think about is what is the underlying feeling that we are procrastinating with? What is going on underneath? What's, you know, brewing? And when you said this writing a book, for example, and reading other books for research, the question is, is it really avoidance? Or is there something brewing in the background? You know, some people, um, they might not be procrastinating, actually. They might be doing the work slower in their minds and then executing it last minute. Right? So people who function very well, like the, you know, you turn up the heat last minute and, and they're going to really perform well. It's probably because there's some psychological work being done in that process. Right. But then there are people who experience procrastination, you know, what is called procrastination. I think of unconscious resistance to the feelings. Right. And then nothing comes out of it. You just procrastinate, procrastinate, and then it doesn't lead anywhere. That's where it becomes bothersome. Right. So how does one start identifying these feelings or getting in touch with the fact that there might be some underlying emotion over there that we're trying to maybe escape? I think it's, you know, honestly, it's, it's just being honest with yourself, really. And that's much harder than it sounds. Um, because when, if, if we're thinking about, for example, test anxiety, you know, we're not even thinking about an exam. For example, uh, GRE or GMAT or SAT exams, which are you know, you need to think about perhaps what is it that, that what is the meaning I'm assigning to these to this test? What does this test represent for me? And I think a lot of in India, based on the education system, we assign a lot of self-worth to our test results. So am I afraid of, um, you know, seeing myself as less? Or am I afraid of failure? Am I, you know, one of the other underlying feelings that we often procrastinate because of is shame. You know, um, if you want to, another place where people procrastinate is perhaps approaching somebody that they like, that they've liked for a long time. We don't think of that as procrastination, right? Um, So if you like someone for a period of time and you procrastinate telling them about your feelings, you know, what is the feeling that you're really afraid of? Is it rejection? Is it the shame that you might experience? Um, what's going on? And really getting to the root of that is it's not that easy. Right. And that brings me to a follow-up question on the same thing. 
yeah you're right like you know one might not approach someone they like because of fear of rejection one might not want to study for a test because of fear of failure but is there a way to kind of start working on these emotions itself so it can maybe stop us from actually procrastinating on work or subconsciously rejecting work um yeah so the way i see it is what happens when we procrastinate is we become hyper focused on the task itself so perhaps studying for that exam and that exam the exam the exam or after tell after tell after tell oh i can't tell i cannot tell so our mind doesn't actually it's a it's a very tunnel vision sort of uh, experience right so if we try to expand it and we get to the root of the feeling such as rejection failure shame it's actually i would think because of the kind of therapist that i am more insight oriented or psychoanalytic um when have you felt this before you know when has this intolerable feeling come up for you before and for sh- shame for example is is such a common feeling in india because it is almost used to bring children up right uh, you shame children into their upbringing and so it's you know we are very um it's such a fragile emotion we you know it's very easily triggered in us so it's really i think the way to look at it um, is not forward but backward to look behind at why and how things are happening rather than just focusing on what can i do it's about why am i doing what i'm doing and that is a lot of work right because like you said you were brought up on shame and our childhood spans a lot of years with a lot of memories and a lot of instances that maybe ingrain themselves into our mind so going into all of that is definitely going to be hard plus if i have to be honest with myself that is going to be hard as well is there any way to simplify this process i think uh, human beings are not simple <laughs> so i think i th- i think we all want uh, and i think this whole capitalist idea of you know every all complexity um is the loss of nuance is a problem in society right now so there is a line which i've read and i think i'm going to misquote it but i'm going to say it anyway tyranny is the deliberate loss of nuance right so i think that trying to simplify something that is complicated is how we get stuck because there are no simple answers to complex questions right um procrastination is not a simple question there's so much brewing underneath for us to behave the way that we are it's just it's become so normalized that we no longer value the emotions that come with this experience right that makes a lot of sense and like you said human beings are complex so there's really no simple way to approach this but there has to be maybe like a step 1 because one thing that even i've noticed is is just the acceptance level itself that is so hard you know and i think that kind of aligns with what you said about being honest with yourself maybe that is the first step to kind of start analyzing what's going on but then how does one approach this in a more focused manner if they really want to get to the root of procrastination i think the first thing is slow down you know uh, we keep ourselves very busy when we procrastinate so to you either binge watch netflix or you uh, clean your room or you know do other stuff and i think what the key is to us first thing i would say is before acknowledging acknowledging is very is late in the game i would say slow down and just sit with it you know what's going on 
why am I not doing this? This is clearly important to me. So what's what's going on for me? And then weighing, you know, um, the emotional weight of holding back versus actually doing the action. So really thinking about the pros and cons. And when you realize that there are more cons to it, it's not so easy to just start. And that's when the acknowledgement and the going into your emotional states comes in. Wow. So that first step itself is really, really hard, I guess, <laughs> to just sit with it because sometimes pacing it head on can be so difficult. But uh, I feel like if you manage to kind of just break that barrier itself, it's maybe a big step in the right direction. Yeah, I, I think that is the hardest one, just slowing down, like just recognizing when you're doing something, you know. Um, so I recently uninstalled Instagram. So now I'm doing this thing where I keep my account like it's running, I go once a day, I upload something and I uninstall it. My fingers just keep scrolling, you know, uh, the, the, the phone, like I have not realized that this is something that I do so much. So of course, if I'm doing it so much, you know, um, there is something that I've been avoiding and, and I've been focusing, uh, giving my attention to something like this. But because this experience has been normalized, we don't even see it as a shift of attention don't see that Instagram is a shift. It is a choice of attention. Mm. We don't have that choice. It feels like we don't have that choice, right? So when that's taken away is when you're really sitting with it and seeing it for what it is. Right. And a lot of these have to be such conscious efforts, right? Because like you said, it's been normalized and it's just programmed into us. I've taken a detox or social media for a while and it really shocked me how much my hand would just subconsciously move towards my phone and move towards social media. And I was shocked. I was like, you know what? This is not normal. But then even apps are designed in a way to really distract you or just keep you engaged over there. So that's a very, very pertinent point right there. And I think this is something that everyone kind of really needs to take cognizance of. So that's super helpful. I think after watching Social Dilemma, you realize that choice has been taken away from you. Right. And that's so scary because these kind of uh, machines have taken away our choices. And I feel that is so problematic, but that's, I think, another con. <laughs> no, I understand. I completely get that. Even after watching Social Dilemma, it felt as though I really had to rethink a lot of my life. So, you know, yeah, I get that. Um, I want to go back to one point that you mentioned earlier that one of the causes uh, or one of the root issues that might actually trigger procrastination is fear of failure. But then I was reading up a little bit about it. And, um, I came across something that is fear of success. Can that also be a deterrent? I did not really understand that entirely. It just felt a little... Of course, you know, um, because with success comes other things, right? Uh, so suppose you're studying for an exam, but you don't have SAT, for example, right? A lot of kids are giving SATs now. They have to go abroad to study. Somewhere inside, you might not want to leave your family. So if you're, if you're feeling that, you know, that um, I actually don't want to move away from them. So our emotional states are so, com- our emotional selves are so complicated. Um, I think the making these into binary emotions, success, failure, doesn't allow for the grayness that comes in between because there are problems when there, is, there are successes as well, you know, uh, imposter syndrome. Uh, very commonly used now and you know not feeling like if, that you deserve what you deserve um, there is dissonance in that experience as well 
so it is a lot more complex than success failure of course i have given you the uh, examples of all shame and rejection but of course there's another way that this can go right i feel like just one simple word can have so much behind it right yeah. and everything really boils down to how we've kind of grown up or you know what we've been exposed to and then just starting to understand our own feelings itself is so important which is not something that we've ever been giving so much of thought to i feel and it does not get the due that it deserves it's crazy especially when one wouldn't think that procrastination itself comes with so much behind it how can one maybe you know look at changing this behavior how should the approach be like i know it you've already mentioned that it involves sitting down and slowing down but uh, if there is something really deeply wrong you know like if it is really stopping me from accomplishing anything at all moving towards my goals would you recommend therapy for this particular piece or how much how, how should one approach the problem as a whole without realizing that it is affecting them 100% therapy is useful for everything i recommend it for everything right so that's i definitely think that but as you were speaking i was also thinking about you know um this idea of productivity this in itself is also problematic right so it is a capitalist construct to think that you have to be constantly working towards something have a goal uh, work in a direction achieve 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 you know that in itself is problematic so there is a societal problem in terms of uh, the way um, our direction is arranged there is always supposed to be a direction so there is an undervaluing of rest and um, spending time with people you know society doesn't reward us for spending time with people um, it doesn't reward us for spending time with ourselves so i think there's a lot of undoing in terms of really thinking about where do my goals come from do i need goals in which way am i working often what happens is when we have a tunnel vision of a goal we often don't see the things that are happening around us you miss you miss the other directions you could have taken that actually may have helped you uh, kids uh, um, in india especially engineering medical you know you spend so much time studying 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 and so many people this want to after engineering especially drop out because it was never something they wanted so of course you would have procrastinated through your engineering degree <laughs> right there's so much to thinking about you know we're not given um we're not we don't have a choice anymore i feel it also comes down to that that feeling of choice being taken away um so yeah of course sitting still this that but undoing these constructs of society you know the things that we feel uh, quantify or qualify as success um and procrastination is often in this goal directed manner that i'm procrastinating i have a task to do i have to finish i have to do this i should do this and as soon as you hear should like all the cells in your body turn off <laughs> and say no i can't do it anymore so it's it's almost um, the internal world becomes quite violent with these shoulds um instead of actually compassionate and moving towards anything this should comes from outside in it's not from inside out i love that you use that term inside out you know like well first it reminds me of the movie which also dealt with a lot of emotions like inside the head and the heart but uh, 
I, I feel like it's so pertinent, right? To understand who you are to begin with and what you want and then work towards that rather than take in so much from outside and work according to what seems to be an ideal standard. And that itself, like you said, can be a trigger. And I feel like I have some work to do right now on my own self, but uh, that's just because it has been a super helpful discussion. I've written down a quote, which I read another quote, (laughs) which says neurosis is always a substitute for legitimate suffering. So procrastination, of course, is not uh, it's, it's not we, neurosis is an old term right but um, the fact that we do things um, that might not fit what we want is of course to avoid real suffering so it might be protecting us from many things and we just don't see it that way so it's really worth thinking about it from different angles and not just like hey procrastination is a problem that we need to fix and then the world will move on no, it's, 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 a, it's, it's, a, it's a sphere. You keep turning it around and there's many angles to it. Right. And I feel like so much of it has come out in this discussion that is genuinely food for thought. And it's definitely a lot to think about in terms of what causes it, what we truly want, how we can approach it. And maybe if we want to choose a certain path to getting better or trying to solve this quote unquote problem. But uh, Yeah, it's just been super helpful and very, very enlightening. So thanks so much, Ria, for joining me on the podcast today. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. It made me think about these things, which I haven't in a while. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a wrap on episode two. I hope you found this enlightening the way I did because there's so much to pick up and so much to take away. In our next episode, we have another very interesting topic. We're going to be talking about confrontation. I'll see you on Friday at 8pm. Be sure to tune in. Until then, take care, stay healthy and stay safe. Bye-bye. Rediscovering Self is a podcast that addresses the daily ramblings of the mind and talks about what influences the way we think and how we can cope in an ever-changing world. This podcast is brought to you by Amrutam, an Ayurvedic lifestyle brand and wellness community.